Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today in history, Vladimir Putin can kiss my ass, but also in 1953, Rosalind Franklin gets shafted for the Nobel Prize while her two male counterparts take all the credit for discovering the DNA helix. Men really need to do less, and um, just to reiterate, Putin can still suck it. Welcome to What the Fuck History, where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest things that make us say, well, what the fuck history. I am your powdered wig protagonist, Zachary, and I'll have you know that our 1789 Congress was just as inadequate as our current representation. My name is Megan, and I will be your newly minted wartime Orson Welles reporting to you live from World War III. And I'm Matt. Today I learned that before the discovery of electricity, electric eels were referred to as angry catfish. Oh, I knew that one. (laughs) I'm sorry, I broke a minute there. Fuck. (laughs) Guys, this podcast is going to be really weird because Zach and I are both at peak ADHD right now. (laughs) I'm pretty sure, do you know, um, so my dad grew up uh, in Tennessee and he was like, the way that you catch catfish is to just kind of like stick your yeah you noodle them into yep. a catfish hole. Uh-huh. I was like, it's called noodling. Oh, it's called- I don't like that. That sounds sexual somehow. I mean, it's, you say that that sounds sexual, but you're actually just fisting a catfish hole. So yeah, it's that bad either way. The way that they pull them out worse. too is like they shove their fist in and then the goal is to get it through the gills so that they can like hook yeah. it up yeah and it's just like it's a whole yuckums scenario but it's crazy it's not good you, you said your dad it's... was born in tennessee uh so he was not born in tennessee he went down he had family oh, he down lived... there he was like one of the Lived yeah, so he would spend summers down there, like when he was but a boy, but a lad. But a lad. Um, but a lad. Well, Zach, you're the only uh, ten he... I see. <laughs> oh, Sorry, God. I did all Sorry. that just for the bit. I can't. <laughs> That's I I appreciate that. That's the morale oh, boost I needed man. tonight. Okay, I will I say. Go to the first story. Hey, I no, wanna, we're not gonna we're not start... gonna skip the part where I mentioned to the audience that the strikes are at zero. And the Olympic game of rock, paper, scissors has been played. Going home with the bronze is Zach. The winner of the silver medal is Megan. And the gold medal yeah. Olympian in rock, paper, scissors is me. But none of that matters because the order for tonight is Zach, then me, then Megan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, See how seamlessly I... You did that really well. I'd still like to... I want to go to the first story. Oh, yeah, we could I'm... totally do that now that I've done that I... part of the podcast. But I think it's bad to deprive the listeners of an integral part of the listening experience that they've known to grow and love. Or that they've grown to know and love. That's the one. That too. That's the one I was going for. That's that's the one he's That's the one. Oh! Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? 
SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay. <laughs> All right, now let's get this ADHD history train rolling, baby. Yes. So I'm ready for it. I'm fucking horny for history. You can tell that Megan is furious <laughs> with us right now. <laughs> Those of you that don't know Megan don't know what she sounds like when she's angry, but it's this. It's this. I don't know if it's angry, it's more just done with our bullshit, so I'm gonna go on. Okay, go on. Go off, sis, as we say here on the podcast. (laughs) So we are all familiar with ghostwriters and their importance in the history of literature. Nicolas Cage was okay in the first two, but I really like the one from the Marvel series, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's Ghost Rider, not Ghost Rider. I know! That's the joke! Uh, I was listening to the setup, and I was like, he's he's really doing it. I should have seen that coming. The whole rest of the podcast, I'll just do it in my Nicolas Cage voice. Oh, no. I refuse to be a part of this podcast (laughs) if you do anything like that. I'll okay. politely put my strikes up. To yeah, her. and I'll walk. I'll walk away right fucking now. But ghostwriters were important to the history of literature. But, but because there's always a but. What if I told there, you there always is that there the uh, ghostwriters had a bigger implication on American history as well. I swear to God, if you're gonna tell me that like someone ghost wrote history, oh they. Uh, uh, Hold on. Just hold on. You think okay, the Bible um, was actually written by Jesus? <laughs> Man? Yes. Um, I don't. I think maybe it might have been written by the guys who have their names on the book. The Discipples? <laughs> the Discipples of Jesus? I don't know anymore. Uh, okay. But at least one ghostwriter, writer, writer. Those yeah. of you in the audience that were waiting for us to make a joke about organized religion for your bingo cards that wasn't it i just need you to know that um <laughs> don't, that we, don't we might get there but that one wasn't really close enough for us to say that yeah. we made fun of organized religion but at least one ghost writer had a huge implication and huge impact on american history and that man was james madison I know James, James Madison. Fucking Madison. Yep. We all know James Madison. We are all familiar, thanks to Lynn Manuel Miranda. He was, he was one of them their presidents. Yes, he was. Oh. Uh, but it's a good thing I got uh, that it's a good thing I got that guess right. <laughs> no, you sounded so unsure. I loved it. I, I was fully unsure. I he was like he a was a president, maybe. Maybe. Yes, but now that Lin-Manuel Miranda has made Hamilton the musical, we are all familiar that Alexander Hamilton was quite the master of the written word. But he gets seriously put to shame by my boy Madison. Because James Madison, who would later, as you mentioned, become the fourth president himself, would go on to... Oh my god, he was top five. He was top five. (laughs) He was top five. He didn't quite get the bronze like me, though, but he was top five. Yeah. (laughs) But he was the go-to guy for everyone during his time, and that included President George Washington when it came to writing shit down. In fact, James Madison wrote Georgie Boy's 1789 address to Congress. This is the story about how that one act kind of got out of hand. How Madison's life got flipped turned upside down, I if you I fucking will. knew it! I fucking knew it! 
Hey, if you get to make a fucking Nicolas Cage I Ghost Rider joke, I get to make knew. a fucking Fresh I Prince knew. joke. The way that you Listen. phrased that, I was like, he's about to do a Prince of Bel-Air something. And I yep. almost cut you off at the knees because my ADHD was like, say something about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes. Anyways, thank you. Zach. I wasn't going to interrupt you. I appreciate that. Megan proving once again that she's better than all of us. <laughs> she's the most yeah. controlled out of all of us, yes. Me specifically. You're, you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so George was kind of sick of shit when it came to Congress because they couldn't even be bothered to show up on time. Or at all in some instances. Hey, Congress was sounds like Congress nowadays. Yeah, That's yeah. True. So much vacation. Hey guys, if you're playing bingo, that was definitely a dig at American politics. There you go. That one counts. That one counts. That one does count. But to actually get the ball rolling, George tasks Madison to writing a letter to Congress in the president's name so that people would actually do their jobs. Madison takes the letter after the presidential approval and brings it to the front of Congress where he reads it and Congress goes, oh shit. Well, we gotta write the guy Damn. back, right? But we're clueless and bumbling and scared of our president calling us out on our bullshit. Hey, Madison, you're good with words. Oh Can my you God. write back for us? <laughs> That's funny. Can you please uh, write our own letter for us? But wait, there's more. But wait. But wait. So Madison then pens the response back to the president. Which, may I remind you, he wrote the whole damn inaugural letter in the first place. He then takes his response back to himself, back to himself, to the president. And Washington is like, yes, 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 I see, I see. Hey, Madison. Oh my god, this man's just writing himself love letters. Do you mind hitting reply on this bitch? (laughs) Can you reply all? Do you mind? To which James motherfucking Madison... CC us? Says, yeah, like, there was no BCC or CC back in those days. It was just all handwritten letters. But Madison says, why not? Why not write back to Congress after writing Congress to write the president to write Congress? I hate this. Yeah, why not do I that? I hate that description entirely. So he replies back to Congress as the president requests. And just to keep the timeline straight, on April 30th, 1789, George Washington has Madison draft a letter to Congress, uh-huh. to which Congress immediately has Madison reply to. Uh-huh. Then on May 8th of the same year, Washington has Madison reply to the letter sent by Congress. Uh-huh. So what I'm saying at this point is Madison has been tasked to write himself three letters. This is, so, um, this is the equivalent of a guy that makes a Facebook post and then comments on the Facebook post. And then comments comments in a reply to himself on the Facebook post. Just to make it seem like he has friends. It's like if you posted an Instagram post and then liked it from your Finsta. Mm. And then made a comment on that like from your regular post. (laughs) Like, it's bullshit. It's the weirdest fucking shenanigans ever. Madison's just over there shrugging like, yeah, I mean, I guess I could write myself another letter. Exactly, but he's written himself three letters. So far. <laughs> so far. <laughs> I love it. Because Madison, in what the later editor of his papers will call a dialogue with himself, 
<laughs> then writes the reply from Congress, and then another reply from the president. Jesus Christ. At this point, we're up to five letters he's writing and just taking back and forth, pretending he's not just basically talking to himself at this point. I feel like if it were me, I would have snapped at, like, the third. Like, I would have gotten the letter back to the president, and he would have been like, hey, can you... And it'd be like, I'm fucking writing them! I'm writing them so, to me! I, they're asking me to write them to you, you're asking me to write them to them, it's just me writing to me! It's just me writing to I'm me. I'm throwing it and out. And it's like, and then it's like, uh, like the Mulan song starts playing as he looks in in the mirror. Like, who is this girl? I see. Madison just looks up from his inkwell and paper and goes, "Who am I? Who am I?" <laughs> so, but again, like, you also have to consider this is 1789. This is a little bit after the Revolutionary War. And this is the United States of America who said, fuck you, we'll do what we want and have to prove to the British Empire that we just won a revolutionary war against that we're, you know, capable of handling ourselves. <laughs> Go jokes on you. We're not at this hey, point at hey, all. Hey, 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 hey. We are not capable. I need you to know this. Yeah. We're still not what? capable. <laughs> you know, I I had a feeling that's where you were going, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Because we're not. So this is made even funnier, because Madison at the time was the leading member of the House of Representatives, who, by the way, were the only ones doing any actual work, because the Senate was too busy at the time deciding if they should call Georgie Boy by, quote, his most benign highness, his elective his highness... Benign. His Stop. Highness the President of the United States and Protector of the Rights of the Same. This is a lot. Or Mr. President. Let's call him Mr. President. Well, that's the thing. I'm not sure about you, but for all their squabbling, I'm pretty fucking bummed out that they went with the least inventive of those titles. Yeah, I know. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Although, to Why be honest, if with? I had ever had to call uh, Trump any of the others, I probably would have quit. His Most Benign Highness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know what, you make a fair point there. Anywho. Like, looking at the situation now, I'm yeah. I'm happy that we didn't have to refer to him in any grandiose fashion. Yeah, I think that would have gone over a lot worse. What if we went the opposite way, though, and we just started making up villain names? I mean, <laughs> he's made up enough villain names for himself. I think we're good. That is true. Now, folks at home, I do want to let you know that you can't count the sim- same bingo car- uh, space twice. Yeah. It's because this entire thing is just, yeah. Madison was basically the man behind the man, because at this point, the United States consisted of barely their constitution and a man in charge who wasn't even writing his own letters. Yeah. And, you know, people under him that were also not writing their own letters. No one was writing letters except for Madison. Yeah. So, so the government at the time was James Madison talking to himself, mm-hmm. George Washington. Okay, just just George Washington, just George not Washington. doing anything. Just George, being no, George Washington asking fucking Madison to help. <laughs> help. I just thought it was country, like, help. no the the way help. that he phrased that he was just like Madison writing letters to himself. George Washington, end of sentence. Yeah, I mean, that was it. So yeah, James Madison talking to himself, George Washington, 
and a nearly empty piece of paper that was the basis yep. of our government. Yes. Well, that I mean, okay. Again, I, you can't <laughs> count the same bingo card twice, but fucking that's the basis of our government now. <laughs> Not George so Washington is, and Madison, you know, but like nobody pays yeah, but, people in Madison or uh, Washingtons. You know, it's yeah. it's Franklins that are getting passed yeah. around out here. I could use a couple Franklins. Hey, we could all use a I, couple Franklins. I need this bill passed. <laughs> I need this actual bill passed. I slipped some bills under the bill. Yeah. <laughs> You'll notice bills on bills on bills. Franklins over here that need yeah. to speak with you. <laughs> that needs to speak with you. <laughs> so, what does this all mean? Um, well, it goes back to the letters. Because the initial Madison, Madison letter uh, that he penned for President Washington to Congress suggested that Congress might want to lean on the fifth article of the Constitution, which is that Congress can make any amendments to said Constitution. To which Madison naturally replies back, hey, President, or the President of the United States and Protector of the Right of the Same, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you will. That sounds dandy. To which Madison then replies as the president, replying to himself, replying to himself, saying, I like your decision, Congress. Carry on. Here are some recommendations. And then Madison responds to that. Well, not even that Madison responds to that. It's basically Madison setting himself up to get just get what he wants because Madison says, hey, lean on this fifth article. And then replies, okay, that sounds like a great idea, President. And then as the President says, I'm glad you approve of my decision. Here's what I think you should do about it. Yeah. And remember, because this is where it gets wacky, as I said, Madison is writing both sides of this conversation. So he starts talking about how badly he wants to meet him under a fucking apple tree. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this is the President. Does Congress want to meet me in the under the cherry tree? Okay, so we went from the Madison self-conversation to the Madison fanfic files. Yeah, he's sexting himself. <laughs> yeah, I... He's getting lost in the sauce. That's my headcanon now. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I hope you know that's what I'm going to title the episode. Madison gets lost in the Madi- sauce. And Madison, okay, Madison, first of all, yeah. Madison get lo- gets lost in the sauce is a great fucking title for this episode. But secondly... <laughs> like, number one? I think this, uh, this is akin to um, that old fucking Pixar or DreamWorks short of the old man playing chess in the park where he's, like, playing chess against himself. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I just That's... made these two have a fucking brain blast. Oh, you I guys just ever fucking... see that happen in real time? Because it just happened here. Yeah, dude. Oh, no! no! I I just got, like, punted back in time to watch I think that was fucking <laughs> Toy Story. Yeah. If I remember correctly. I think it was in the it original was a short Toy, Toy Story. Story. Yeah. Anyways, please continue with how this got wackier. But, yeah, so... Madison is giving all the ideas and subsequently agreeing to all his own ideas. That's it's little, Madison. It's a little bit masturbatory, if we're being honest. A little honest. bit masturbatory. But this also, whole story is a little bit masturbatory. I'm a little bit masturbatory right now. <laughs> Fuck. You're like that that guy uh, who did it on the Zoom call. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Except you oh, guys no, can't no, see no, my no. face. Yeah, we can't. Oh, you're dead. Uh, you, yeah, you have the decency to to not be doing it on camera. Yeah, you you at least have the decency to hide your shame while you talk to us. Oh, there's no yeah. hiding this shame. 
Oh There's boy! There's no hiding this shit. My keyboard's sticky. Anyway, <laughs> so these ideas include a bunch of ways to like source money for the new government, which Madison also spearheads. Once he's like, "We should do this," I guess I'll lead the charge. Man, this guy's doing a lot, dude. He's got to, you know, he needs to delegate. He should, like, hire a governor No, this was this was really good for him <laughs> and his multiple personalities. Yeah, right? Oh, good. I'm glad that it was serving someone. But he spearheads that, as well as he also gives a whole bunch of ideas to protect the liberties of citizens. Uh-huh. And we know these ideals and tenets of our government as the Bill of Rights. Oh, casual. So in summation, most of the- But his name's not even the- Bill. Oh, fuck. I'm just a bill. <laughs> now, okay. damn it, I have Schoolhouse Rock. No. <laughs> I will, uh, I'll take the strike for that one. It, it I'll call it a foul. No, I thought it was... no, I'll be honest. Uh, I should take the strike for the Ghost Rider bit, but we're so far past it that it's not. <laughs> I, yeah, you got I'm away sorry. with it. I got away with it, but like, okay, this was a foul ball. Got it. Again, we know these ideals and tenets as the Bill of Rights, and in summation, because this has gone on for a while, and I don't know how much more Mad Madison I can take, most of the Constitution and the first ten amendments, Mm -hmm. which are the foundings of all, most of our, if not, yeah, most of our Mm -hmm. civil liberties, uh, are all because Mad Madison and his insane letter writing to himself. Mm. To himself. Um, so, and then later he got a letter in the mail that said, you up. And it was... <laughs> you up. And it was signed and in his hand. And it was still him. And he fucking doesn't remember sending it. Oh, no. But then he, bla- I was tripping but then he too blacks hard. out. Anyways. <laughs> and then he blacks out. And then you blacked out for a minute there. I absolutely love the idea of just a politician who's like... I'm just going to do this my goddamn self. Yeah, literally. Like, the entirety of Congress and the president are like, we don't know what to do. Someone help us. And Madison's like, hold my beer. I need to grab my pen. Madison's like, (laughs) I know words good. I do good words. I know so many words. George Washington is like, I am not a man of words. I am a man of action. (laughs) You're good with words, though. And then all the people in Congress are just busy trying to fillet themselves. Which is exactly like they do today. Yeah, that's Again, true. not allowed to use the same bingo token. I'm really sorry that you guys keep being here for this. But um, anyways, <laughs> so Madison's just like, fine, since I'm the only one that doesn't have my dick in my mouth. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. That's exactly what it is. Like, it was a bunch of bumbling dudes being like, we don't even know what to call the president, the guy in charge. Like, hmm, let's come up with the most ridiculous names ever for this person and pretend we're doing work. And then Madison was like, guys, we have a fucking, we have a fucking we country have problems. to run. We have I problems. Think, like, I just think it's interesting that, like, <laughs> Washington at no point was ever like, who wrote this? Like, which of Congress? Who which, which member this. of Congress wrote this specifically? Like, who did they get oh, to pen like, these words that are so gorgeous and flowy? You also he's have like, to you don't remember. have to tell me, but I will find out. And he's like a disappointed teacher. Yeah. I also, I, I feel like you have to remember that. I can't say that this is a fact because I haven't, like, you I haven't done the first, research folks, to back it up. It's a fact, 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100% I cannot fact. doubt it. I cannot see George Washington being the most willing president ever. 
the dude was just a general who a bunch of people were like, hey, this guy won us the war. Let's make him king. And he's like, no, didn't we just get out of that problem? Hey, buddy, we we fought this whole war. We did this whole thing because I didn't want to be king and because we didn't want to have one. Cool, we'll just call him president. Um, Speaking speaking of which, uh, (laughs) the only part of Hamilton that I enjoyed was the king parts. I haven't watched it because it. It hasn't gone out of the cultural zeitgeist enough for me to like be like, all right, and if I watch this. Will. I don't think it will, Zach. I think you're going to be waiting a while. Guy, it's on but Disney like, Plus now. I know. My yeah. problem is, though, like if it's too much in the cultural zeitgeist and everyone's constantly talking about it, I don't want to watch it because I think if I mention that I watch it or like do something that's within the cultural zeitgeist so much that people don't shut the fuck up about it. I can't get, like, five minutes of peace after I've acknowledged that I've participated. I'm just like, no. It was the same thing with Game of Thrones when that first okay, came out. Okay, but Game and of Thrones like, is garbage now. You could, like, it is. It's disappeared I also from just, the zeitgeist because it was... I also bad. didn't also, like it in general. Yeah. I, hot take, I did not like Game of Thrones That's at fair. all. I watched the two books seasons and thought it was trash. I read the first three books and thought they were trash. Okay, that's a slight on my honor, but I'll allow it. <laughs> He's like, I'll let because it go. Because everybody has their own thoughts and feelings about anything. Um, I've almost taken up a half an hour, so I'm not going to go into yeah, no, why I didn't track. like Game of Thrones, but we'll talk about it off podcast. We're, we're totally off track here, and we should probably steer back on. So I'm going to start talking about my story now, if that's cool. Sure. Um, my story has to do with ancient Romans. And when in Rome. Oh. And specifically, we're talking about our boy Orange Julius Caesar. <laughs> Orange Julius. I forgot that that was his actual Yeah, God his God, his name, <laughs> his name given to him by God himself. By God. He was just um, like, Orange Julius. And he was like, yeah, God. Yeah, God. He's like, go rule Rome. Hey, God, it's me, your boy, Orange Mark. Julius. Orange Julius. I don't know why uh, we've given him a child's voice. Because he's, he was a child of God, Zachary. He was a child of God when he was, tell, when he was talking when to When he was him. talking God. to God. In, on his name day, the fifth year of his life, God came down from the heavens and said, <laughs> was, I proclaim you Orange Julius Caesar. And he's like, cool, he can I go back to eating my burgers? So, okay, you heard it here, folks. That is also a historically accurate fact. Yeah. I can't sit there with a straight face. A hundred percent facts. Zeus himself came down from the heavens. Zeus. <laughs> um, this is Rome. Zeus. It's oh, Jupiter. no, you're right. Jupiter. It's Jupiter. Jupiter collided into the earth momentarily to tell Orange <laughs> Julius Caesar <laughs> that his wow, name was To tell Orange, Orange Julius, Julius Caesar, your name Dude, is Orange where? Julius Caesar. Now I'm going to turn into a cow and fuck some bitches. <laughs> so not only are we dropping um, political and human historical facts, but now we are dropping uh, astronomical yeah. history. We are men of many stories. We're really fucked <laughs> Good up. for us. Um, okay, so Orange Julius Caesar... Um, did something wild, yeah. and I'm going to tell you guys about it if you're ready. Well, he did. He did a lot. He of did a ton of wild but... things, and I so, think the most yeah. interesting wild thing that he did was get a salad named after him. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I hope oh. one day to have a salad um, named in after you. All of my glory. No, okay. I don't want a salad right. named after uh-huh. me. No, I want a fruit. Okay, a fruit. Okay. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Uh, I think a mixed drink name. Hey, so um, in ancient Rome, the calendar was based on lunar cycles. And as such, the months made almost zero sense and afforded politicians the ability to shift things around. So that they could get paid faster or take more taxes. Good for them. Sounds like politicians. Yeah, and it took a lot of the attention uh, of the priests who focused on keeping the schedule. So basically, (laughs) the the priests were like, everything's fucking wrong. Priests, old-timey stenographers. And we just have to fucking, we just have to work so hard on figuring out how we do this. Father Dominic over here is my holy secretary. So <laughs> that's why you went to church. Yeah, Orange, Julius, that's why you went to church. Orange Julius so Caesar is just like talk to Father Dominic. Wow. Julius Caesar's just like Father in the corner snapping. Dominic, give me a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Dominic, what month is it? Dominic, what According month to the does moon. the moon say it is? <laughs> what about what of like my it. father, Jupiter? <laughs> what of my father? What of my sky father, Jupiter? <laughs> Papa, what, what say he on, on my need to build a new orange Julius? Um, <laughs> fully off the rails. Um, so when Julius Caesar uh, came into power, the times were very tumultuous, and it threw an already deranged calendar even more out of whack. So, okay. like, Father Dominic died in the overthrow of old power, and when Julius Caesar comes... Uh, comes to power he's like well father dominic's useless um and they <laughs> yeah. basically just put fa- father dominic in the position of you know keeping the schedule even though he was a rotting carcass I'd like i to need have you guys to know did. that father dominic we... doesn't exist it's at all not real he's not part of this story <laughs> he's not ger- he's not germane to the times of the day and he certainly isn't germane here but we've made him and he exists for the moments that we talk about him now he exists in our hearts. <laughs> yeah. I love that we make random strangers in history and then make them beloved characters in this podcast. <laughs> we'll definitely mention a Father Dominic later on. Um, well, history is like a and d campaign. Right? Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, so, basically, what ends up happening is during his rise to power, 
um, the schedule just gets all fucked up, and uh, nobody really bothers. I I mean, I can't say that they don't bother keeping track, but like it's just loosey goosey, and they end up really far behind. Um, but no one checks the sketty. Yeah, right? nobody checks the sketty. Uh, Caesar ends up taking a trip to Egypt where he finds out that the calendars they use are based on the sun and were therefore a bit more accurate due to the fact that, you know, we revolve around the fucking sun. <laughs> yeah, but like, what if we were just perpetually confused by where we, where we revolve? Got it. So yeah, like, he learned why? something while he was trying to bone Cleopatra. Understood. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Understood. Uh, he probably learned more than a few somethings while trying to bone Cleopatra. One Ooh. could hope that, that that girl taught him a few things. Um, he also learned... Mostly astronomy. He also learned how to make a great salad. <laughs> oh, oh, God, I'm so on that bit. Anyways, um... So because they were sun-centered in their calendar structure, they were able to more accurately predict rainy seasons, which would happen, you know, the same time every year because, you know, the sun was in a certain position, um, which brought flooding and other such problems. So the Egyptians being able to predict that was like chef's kiss. Yeah, because um, the Nile do be flooding. Yeah, the Nile do the be flooding. The Nile do be flooding. It do be like that sometimes. So, when Caesar returns to Rome, he has an idea. And the idea is to fuck the calendar in the ways he wished he could have done Cleopatra. <laughs> we didn't get to get to this one, but I'm going to do that to the calendar. Um, so, Caesar's plan is basically just to add a bit more time to the year and then reset. He's going to reset the year when the winter solstice comes about, as most other okay. cultures do. So, basically, he's going to turn it off and turn it on again. Yeah. I understand. Have you tried turning it off and turning it back on? And in so doing, Caesar did something unthinkable. He summoned an eldritch being? Uh, no, he added three more months to the calendar <laughs> year. Oh, okay. He summoned his dad? <laughs> dad? Jupiter? Hey, dad. Is that you? Um, so, yeah. He adds three more months to the calendar of the year that he has this great um, revelation. Dude, I can't even keep track when it's a leap year. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> this, this gave the year 46 before Christ uh, 444 days. What? Well, that's 445, that's sorry. So he added three Holy extra shit. months because he's an idiot. That's, that's because he's an idiot. But, uh, but from this, he ends up uh, developing what we now know as the Julian calendar. Oh. Um, and for... Long-ass calendar. Yeah, long-ass calendar. And for his efforts, he gets stabbed to death a year later, so... Oh. Yeah, they're like, fuck you and your long ass calendar. Fuck you, fuck your, your calendar. Your salad and your calendar. I and your live smoothies. for New Year's revolutions, um, and you are making me wait. So Caesar's nephew, Octavian, ends up being the ruler of Rome, and he gives himself the title of Augustus, which he then applied to a month and named it August. Um, and mm. after this point, they established the concept of a leap year so that they didn't have to do any more years like 46 BC, which has been aptly named the Year of Confusion. 
The long year. Long year. The I long mean, year. the long. The leap year. <laughs> the leap. The long. The long. The leap longest year. leap year. The longest leap year. I do want to say we're like, man, February's getting a bit long in the tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe and we should Julius Caesar off. is just like we're gonna, we're gonna keep doing it. This is February we keep doing two. It. This we is got February three more months three. of this bitch. Julius, can you come up with a different name for the month? He's like, February 4. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're in February it's all 4, February. We already have a name for that month, Julius. <laughs> so I, I will say, I think it's pretty great that the month I was born in is named because some guy was like, I'm pretty cool. I'm Emperor of Rome. I guess I should get a whole month. <laughs> yeah. But on top of that, I think it's just, it's funny to like think about the fact that I lost my train of thought. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, it is funny to think about the fact that you lost your train of thought. No, I had something. Oh no, that's what it was. I remember. Like, he sounded so sad. I, I was like, so I sad. But like, it's funny to me that the bunch of guys were like, you know, this asshole's kind of ruining the country. Let's stab him to death. Yeah. And then after that, they're like, who should we have run the country? His nephew. His nephew. Yeah. What I really Keeping think is it funny. In the family. What's really interesting to me, and this is in no way historical fact, uh, but the Procopius of it all just makes me laugh. Someone, while I was researching this story, someone was like, "We wonder if this one or this series of three months is the reason that Brutus decided to stab Caesar." <laughs> Brutus He's sitting like, there in his the longest year of my life. Yeah, Brutus is like sitting in his garden talking with his wife Portion. Is like, I don't know, these guys came to me and want to murder Caesar. I'm a little bit And then Caesar literally about it through his fucking garden door and he's like, I'm adding three more months. I'm adding and three Brutus months. Brutus is like That's it. I'm and Brutus is yeah. like, Yeah, no, he's dead. I'm done, he's dead. I agree with these men. His wife is like, give him another chance. I'm sure he has a plan. <laughs> My plan is to add three more months. Oh, fuck this three, guy. I'm adding three more three months. More three more years. Three more years. Three more years. To this one year. So, yeah, I just think Julius it's funny. Caesar was the ancient equivalent to Poxitani Phil, I got you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Except, uh... Three more months three, of Rome! Three more months of a year. Three more months. I just, Ugh. I just think it's, like, imagine, I just think it, like, you have to imagine today if someone, like, uh, oh, God, um, Chester Cheeto, if Chester Cheeto was running the country as he did, um, and he just came out one day and was like, hey, this year is going to have 444 days. I think there would have been riots in the streets. I got a plan. It's a great plan. We're going to extend the year. 440 days. We're going to have the biggest days. <laughs> biggest days. We're biggest gonna, days ever. This is yeah. going to be the biggest year. Great plan. Great plan. <laughs> that man's a fucking idiot. Fuck! Oh, jeez. But anyways, my is... story, yeah, that was the entirety of my story. It's a little bit short. We got some gigs out of it. But, we like, did. Uh, Orange Julius Caesar is just a silly boy. From killing pirates to making long years, oh he does God, it all. I can't even. Can you believe that they're the same person? I mean, yes, I can. I've read a history book. Well, yeah, but, like, I've also, yeah, like, okay, fine. 
<laughs> I just needed to take the wind out of your sails, wait, apparently. Wait. But, but wait. Can you believe that he made a salad? Anyways, Megan, tell us your story. <laughs> <laughs> but can you believe it? Just t- can you like just take this journey with me? Take this journey. To I'd salad love land to with take me. this journey. Can you begin yours? Yeah, I mean, of course. But um, wait first. So, tell us what you titled yeah. your notes. Yes. Um, yes. Maybe we should have let the Japanese have LA when we had the chance. Oh, I'm intrigued. I'm not cackling as much as normal, but I'm intrigued. I also don't disagree. Yeah. <laughs> I it's it wasn't meant to be funny. It was just it's a it's a philosophical question. Oh, okay. I see. Let let's, me go get my toga and my thinking cap. Yeah. And why let's don't you talk just philosophy. think about? Wait. I just. Keep I'll grab question in mind. I'll grab Plato, our rubber chicken. <laughs> yeah, can you grab uh, the hey, chicken? And, those of you that like, have been we'll fans of our podcast for a long time know that we literally haven't talked about Plato, our rubber chicken, in ever. So you're not uh, missing out on much, but this is his resurrection. It's been what since the fucking Diogenes episode that we didn't we mention fucking Plato, the rubber chicken, in the Diogenes episode. And this is what we also, episode... We had a picture of him. We did send a picture of him. But that was during the recording of the Diogenes episode as well, so... Yes. So, like, we I, legitimately I, have not acknowledged our podcast's mascot since... I hope you know he is precariously perched upon my shoulder as I am doing the rest of this episode. Give him a little squeak. Do it. No? I did. Uh. <laughs> I've been squeaking him like three or four times. You can't hear it on Discord, but it's going to be awful in the editing process. Oh, okay. Yeah, I couldn't hear him at all. I heard one. But, okay. I heard one portion of it, and it yeah, sounded I like heard you yourself little. had done it. Oh, I did one myself, too. Oh, okay. I, I, I wanted to feel included. I see. So, um, I, as we keep my question in mind, my philosophical query, mm-hmm. if you will, in mind, I will jump into my story. Okay, jump uh, into it. I th- I'm here. I'm diving okay. in. I think that we can all agree that L.A. is gross. Yes. Um, I've never been there, but in my time on this great green earth, I have never heard anyone speak well of it. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I'm sure there is some reason why having it fall uh, to the Japanese Imperial Army during World War II wouldn't have been a good look. Yeah, um, I know, Matt, that I'm playing in your sandbox again, but you can't stop me. I can't be tamed. <laughs> uh, I just want you to know that I'm coming for you and your loved ones. <laughs> Do it. Uh, <laughs> done. I mean... It's done. All right. So here's how we almost, in our hearts and minds, lost L.A., In the months following the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor in 1941, the U.S.'s entry into the Second Great War, um, people were rightly paranoid in the U.S. We were like, fuck, we have been attacked, I guess, uh, technically on U.S. soil. Um, I still don't concede that uh, Hawaii is ours. That belongs to the native Hawaiians. Um, but I digress. Uh, this this fear was especially prevalent on the West Coast, which, as as those of us who don't know geography, is much closer to Japan, um, and thus more susceptible to a Japanese attack. 
in Alaska, people were told to cover their windows for a nightly blackout after rumors spread that a Japanese um, submarine was lurking off of the Alaskan coast. And, like, I don't know if you guys have seen a picture of the Alaskan coast, but, like... It's big. It's a pretty big coast. Alaska's yeah. a it's, pretty big place. Yeah. It's huge. So I can so only like assume to, that that's a lot of coastline. Yeah, so, like, to have someone be like, hey, somewhere out there is Is literally one, Japanese... one submarine that's gonna <laughs> fuck up your whole day. Yeah, dude, so turn out those lights, because uh, one sub is out there. And it's hunting um, and you it could become, specifically. It's He's a lurking. your town. He's a lurking. Um, so there were also rumors that Japanese aircraft character carriers uh, aircraft were characters. Char- Listen, you joke, but there is a Genshin Impact game based <laughs> off of waifu uh, battleships based on real warships. Um, I, I hate those. We've gone far <laughs> well, deeper into this rabbit hole than I ever wanted to. Listen, I don't know what to tell you. People love waifus, and they're willing to spend money on them, and they love warships. Warships and waifus make money. Warships and waifus. Warships and waifus, the two big Ws that make cash. Anyway, uh, there. so there were also rumors that Japanese aircraft carriers, carriers were cruising off the coast of the of the San Fran Bay, which resulted in the city of Oakland to close its schools and issue a blackout. The same happened in Seattle. Um, the rumors continued of Japanese sightings uh, and were taken so seriously that the U.S. moved in 500 troops to Disney Studios uh, in California to defend this facility, which... I'm not sure who decided that Disney was under the most threat. Um, I mean, I'm sure that Mickey Mouse called up and was like, oh, oh boy, we could use some bullets. This is a tool we use later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mickey Mouse himself was just like, hey, it's time to defend the real America. Hey guys. Uh-huh. Send the military. Disney's- I get the yeah, feeling the that Zack wanted to just do the mickey mouse voice so that's i mean that's why he did the thing just now but you, if you it was an easy setup if you in our listening audience feel uncomfortable just know that i'm there with you uh-huh, i'm coming no! for the families <laughs> <laughs> all right that's it i'm done i'm done i it was I, good. I said think it, no I think it while added you were uh, while you were saying that you were coming for my family. So in my headset, it just sounded like you saying, I'm coming! And me, <laughs> and me screaming no at this Eldritch Mickey that is just on full blast already. Oh, jeez. On full blast. But yeah, so um, I'm, like I said, I'm not really sure if Mickey Mouse himself called up the Pentagon yeah, I think and was, it was like, Walt hey, I... Disney. Yeah, Mickey Mouse Sir himself. Sir Walter Disney. Sir Walter Mickey the Mouse Disney, uh, which was his full government name, just like Orange. It was Julius given. Caesar. It was given to him by Jod. <laughs> by Jod, his father. <laughs> and now I'm uncomfortable. Um, listen, I don't. I don't know what to tell I'm you. It's not pronounced God. 
it's pronounced jawed. It is pronounced jawed, though. But um, it is an interesting decision because you had actual cities canceling school, but, like, I've been living through a pandemic for the past three years, so I guess that makes about as much sense as everything else I've witnessed. <laughs> All these like, cities canceling the school, and L.A. can't even cancel the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, you know, this is just where the government has always been at. Um, So as the U.S. began mobilizing on their own soil, the paranoia was added to when very real American ships were attacked by Japanese subs in the waters off of the West Coast in California. So I guess the rumors were not really rumors. They were kind of true because, like, the Japanese were there. Um, That being said, it caused hysteria to mount. It didn't help that in 1942, a Japanese sub rose from the waters near Santa Barbara, California, and shelled an oil field. Oh. Uh, The the physical damage was minimal, but people went wild, believing that it was like a matter of moments before enemy troops were going to be knocking down their doors. Uh, Then, on February 24th, 1942, the Office of Naval Intelligence issues a warning that an attack on mainland California was expected within the next 10 hours. Like, there's a doomsday clock, like, written in the sky, and they're just like, hide your kids, hide your wives. (laughs) Um, Here's a countdown to Japanese invasion. Good luck! Yeah, good luck! Like, all the troops are at Disney headquarters, and we cannot (laughs) take them from there. They are too busy riding the attractions to come to your aid. (laughs) they are with cinderella at a brunch right now and we promised them we promised them mickey mouse waffles and damn it they're gonna get those mickey mouse waffles we can't take them away okay we said if they were good little soldiers that this was their reward and now we're here and in 10 hours the japanese are coming so Air raid sirens were going off and a blackout was ordered and um, air raid wardens were summoned to positions. And at 3 a.m., the 37th Coast Artillery Brigade began firing machine guns and anti-aircraft shells into the air at reported aircraft to a total of 1,400 shells fired, which is a lot of shells. Yeah. Yeah. Then at 7.21 a.m., the all clear was given. Buildings and vehicles were damaged by the shell fragments, and five civilians died as an indirect result of the firing, which means that three died in car crashes and the ensuing chaos, and two died of heart attacks <laughs> because they were so scared, which is not funny. Is No, sad. it's sad. It's all sad. Very but sad. It's, it's very sad, um, but it's sad, and like I can only laugh. Kind of like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you had anyway. laughs at inappropriate things on your bingo card, <laughs> now's the time to take yeah. it off. Now's the time. Uh, you're welcome. So the attack made front page news across the nation. But here's the thing: uh, the Japanese never flew planes over LA during the course of the war. Like they sent subs, but like th- no planes. Um, Who the planes? <laughs> Yeah, who the planes? After the war, the Japanese government was like, hey, yeah, we did do some fucked up shit, but like, we, we, we didn't fly over you. We did that one time in Pearl Harbor, not in L.A. Uh, it was concluded in 1983 by the U.S. Office of Air Force History that evidence pointed to um, weather balloons as the cause of the initial alarm no. and the rest had been war nerves. 
Uh, and of course, there are people who think that the explanation of the whole affair is a cover-up. After all, weather balloons and swamp gas have been used like a million times to explain away the unexplainable. Yeah. Um, because people say they did see something in the sky. Like, there are actual reports of people being like, I think, like, something is over L.A., um, they just, like, could not confirm that it was aircraft. And the reporting of the event was, like, also very highly imaginative. So like, as the... Sh- yeah, go ahead. What you're telling me is... Aliens. <laughs> I mean, like, that's kind of what I'm telling you. Oh, um, fuck! Because, like, it's always aliens. Uh, but it also may have just, like, been a case of actual wartime hysteria. And, like, um wanting to believe that something is there so hard that you're willing to take any evidence as evidence of like the bad thing happening i'm just imagining like someone calling up and be like daniel my martian friend you're supposed to tell us when you're doing these things so we don't (laughs) bomb you daniel god this is the this is uh the 1942 men in black (laughs) we have cell phones just give us a call. Tech. Yeah, just give us a call. Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. I have my beeper on all the time. Jeez. Um, like I was saying, like the the, I think like they took anything as evidence that the bad thing was happening because yeah. as the shells burst, they were mistaken for enemy planes. Like people claim that there were swarms of flying objects that never reduced in size despite the artillery being thrown against them. And they also never retaliated. Like, that being said, if it really was the Japanese that night in the sky, you know, they, they would have done something. Done something <laughs> right. Like, they would have shot back. Yeah. Um, so people are just like, yeah, I think it was just, you know, they saw a weather balloon. They started shooting artillery at it. And then, like, the bursts of light made them think more planes were in the sky. So they just kept shooting. And so they did uh, the very United States of America thing and just kept shooting just more kept shit. Shooting. And then they, they did even more shooting. America things and they made a movie about it. Oh yeah, they I believe they yeah, did. Yeah, the they Battle did? of the Battle of LA. Yeah, they It's did. a movie, it's just a movie called Battle Los Angeles and it uses this entire fucking setup as a premise. It's just like in whatever year there was an attack, but by what? And we fended them off, and now they're back. And it's like, they weren't ever here. Yeah, they weren't ever here, dude. It's like, do you know those um, clowns, like those inflatable clown dolls that you could punch and they would just keep popping back up? Yeah. I imagine that's what, like, the weather balloon (laughs) we were shooting at was. Like, we punched it so hard, it just, like, came back up. It was like, whoa, hey, I'm just trying to report on the climate. And then we just, like, kept... (laughs) bombing it so that's why we don't believe in climate change we bombed all our weather balloons that's true we <laughs> we are contractually obligated not to believe in uh climate th- change because we hate weather balloons. i think um for some it goes beyond yeah uh a hatred of weather balloons and it stems uh far deeper into a hatred of all human life so yeah <laughs> But wow. you know, right above human life, weather balloons. Weather balloons. For sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it goes. It goes. I hate human life as top tier. And then weather um, balloons. Then, then weather balloons. Then 
I was gonna say Nazis, but no one hates Nazis anymore. Apparently. Oh no 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 no. Okay 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 okay. Hang on hang on. Okay no, okay. We have okay, to we yeah. have to divert this. Putin hates Nazis yeah. so much that he's trying to denazify Ukraine right now. Oh yeah. That was oh. that was the premise for World War Three is that he's trying to remove yeah. all the Nazis. Sorry, I missed the um. I missed the prologue. Although, if you can't tell, we're being very satirical. N- well, about no, this. that's a legitimate thing that he said. Is that he's invading Ukraine so that he can denazify it? I, yeah, I, that's. But true. I know, I, I understand that. I'm also just saying that we are saying this in a very much if, like, yeah, go fuck yourself. If Putin <laughs> yeah, were dude. to do the same thing in America, he'd lose all his support. That's. It's true. It's true. But to not to, uh, you know, we could probably spend a whole other hours worth talking about, you know, Putin and Ukraine. But um, that is my story. And um, I guess like my philosophical question still holds. uh, We could have let the Japanese have L.A. And then we wouldn't have the Kardashians. (laughs) And we wouldn't have the Kardashians, but also think about how cool L.A. would be now. It would be really cool. It would be dope. It would be like Big Hero 6 San Francisco. <laughs> oh, San Francisco is such so, a good city. I know, dude. Big Like I'm not talking about their like uh their imperialist tendencies. Like I'm talking about like if the Japan of now made a a US Japanese hybrid city on the on the level of San Francisco, we'd be down. I we'd be a thousand percent. We'd be down, down to visit it. I'd be down to clown with the city of the future. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, dude. Although I will say, I I think I like your idealist view of that. But considering that it isn't on L.A. soil, I think it would be less San Francisco and more Night City from fucking Cyberpunk. Yeah, that's probably the truth. I don't know. We're going to have to we're going to have to sit down with Fumio Kishida and and you know discuss the layout yeah right of the city of the future because we are totally equipped to discuss city, city planning the future yeah i've played city skylines and caesar 3 so <laughs> yeah we're fine oh we my got god this. caesar I have has like... a video game too yeah it's called orange julius 3 <laughs> um... <laughs> the sequel to the first and second orange julius yeah now that now you now you know, guys. Um, it was a good game of the nineties, early two thousand. <laughs> it was a good game. It Sid really Meier's Orange Julius. <laughs> Sid Meier's Orange Julius. Well, that was an interesting story. Thank you, thank you. I think uh, I, I, realized I think all of our stories w- were pretty interesting tonight. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely had some some stuff to them. <laughs> there wasn't any theme. No, no, no theme this time. No, it was chaos. It was full chaos. Tonight. It was full ADHD chaos. It's fine. I think like we haven't had. Uh, it's been a bit since we've gone wi- off the rails. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while since we've had like a wild and. We were overdue where, where for we some shenanigans. Out. Yeah. Well, I think it's nice to have a theme sometimes, but other times it's like nice to see what you guys like have been thinking about when you were looking for stories. Yeah. Um, and like what you end up like pulling out of the ether. Yeah, this one was sort of just like um, I was sitting in my office and I was like, "Man, I wonder what could be more boring than reading emails." 
And I was like, oh, that's right. It's typing notes about that time Julius Caesar went wild on a calendar. I know. I was talking to my, my mom today, and she was just like, how's the podcast going? And I'm just like, it's going really well. Like, our, our numbers have been ticking up every month. But, like, man, sitting down to look up notes sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, whenever I look for a story for this podcast, my first thought is, okay, just look up a couple of things. And whichever one makes you stare at the screen blankly and blink your eyes for a second until he fully registers that this is something that actually happened, go with that one. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> Just go with that I'd one. Like to say that your, your interaction with your mom about our podcast trumps uh, the interaction that I had with my mom, which I was like, oh, I have to go and record a podcast. And she said, you're still doing that. So. Oh. oh, my God. <laughs> she's It's going she's well. She's like, you just don't talk about it all that much. And it's like, I, I mean, I guess. I think the other thing, too, is like, uh, what are what are you supposed to say? Like sometimes. And I don't know for all of you creative people out there, like. Uh, sometimes when you try to talk about your creative endeavors, people are kind of like, oh, that's cool. And you're just like, okay, I'll shut up. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess you're not interested. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, well, you know, good talk. And then you give them, you, you slap them on the butt and like you go your separate ways. Good yeah. game. Good game, guys. Yeah. You're like, good, good game. game. GG. Uh, so the pod, <laughs> the podcast ended two minutes ago. Probably like five minutes ago but we've been sitting here talking i mean that's the well, fun part wait, it is the fun part waiting for you we to are do, yeah do you ish. guys are waiting for me to do the thing but i am in adhd extreme i do also want to point out that during megan's bit of the podcast i zoned out so hard that when i came back i did not know where to jump in so there's like a <laughs> solid six minutes of me not speaking i feel like because you zoned out for one minute and then we're like, and then I was I like, how do I get back in? I don't remember what we're talking about. <sighs> that being said, the world is scary right now, but you don't need to be scared all the time. Sit back with us, relax, and enjoy a healthy dose of us talking shit about the world. And with that, we're going to end the podcast as we always do. By saying, glory to the heroes, what the fuck history. If you like what you hear from the Triumvirate Productions and What the Fuck History, we encourage you to tell a friend. We don't pay for any ads, so the best way to get us out there is to talk to other people about us. You can find us on Facebook at the Triumvirate Productions on Twitter at triumvirate underscore pod, and on Instagram at the underscore triumvirate underscore productions. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.